welcome to episode 152 of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Is your every, drink about to fall? Yeah. <laughs> every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we are having a Long Island iced tea. Yeah. We actually uh, shared or went live mm-hmm. uh, on our Marriage on the Rocks Speakeasy Facebook group with how to make a Long Island iced tea. Super so, easy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is easy. super easy. And delicious. Yes. And we made it, <laughs> quote unquote, healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, so if you're not a part of our Marriage on the Rock Speakeasy group, go ahead and join. Yep. 400 plus strong. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's, that's We didn't good. do anything when we passed 400. I know. I think you kind of teeter there. You mm-hmm. hit like, we we're stuck at 399 and then you get like somebody joins You'll get and to somebody uh, leaves 400 and somebody and joins yeah. and leaves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, I don't know if you noticed, but I said this week (laughs) we are not this month because we are, um, changing it back to a weekly podcast. And, um, I think that it's going to be, it's going to be good to be, um, be consistent with, with, uh, with some shows again. We were consistent just at a monthly basis. I know, but yeah. Now it's going to be more frequent. Yes. More frequent. Yes again yep yeah so um this week we're going to be talking about some something people yeah uh you may be asking what the heck does that mean yeah (laughs) uh it means something (laughs) it means a person that always has something going on yeah and uh i guess we'll we'll start to elaborate here right now yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i mean you have uh we we know these people we we run into them all the time we work with them we're related to them we live near them we you know interact with them this these are those people that just like crystal said always have something going on in their life that you kind of hit the point where they become the boy who cried wolf mm-hmm yeah. Or even if they have something very serious, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm sorry that your uncle died, but last week, your other uncle died, and the week before, your cousin passed away, and the week before that, you were sick, and the week before that, your kid was sick, and the week before that, your car transmission dropped, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, because they, it, it's almost like, I think it starts from, um... I don't know if I would say that these people will these things on them. I know. That's kind of weird, though, huh? Yes. Yeah. From a... And, we'll, we'll, you know, we will get this tying into how this negatively impacts your relationship as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it's more relevant to everybody to think about these people, usually from, from a work standpoint. I think that's where you... Yeah, that's you where you see of, it the most. You tend to see it... Um, or you t- you tend to get more annoyed by it because it it affects your daily life. Yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing with with something that someone that you work with mm-hmm. because you 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 know they they call out of work because of you know all of the different reasons that you just mentioned mm-hmm. and but then like it keeps happening. Yeah, and you're you know you're faced with being low staffed and uh you know other things well, you going have to pick you, other you have to pick up their slack yeah and you but like you have other you everybody has something going on in their yeah. life so the fuck what but like for some reason these things are absolutely debilitating to these people mm-hmm. <laughs> to these something people they lack the complete absence is critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to react to an adverse situation to continue their life. So everything has to come to a screeching halt. They don't ha- know how to navigate a tummy ache mm-hmm. without calling off of work. Yeah. They don't know how to navigate a headache without calling off of work. And and these are the things where... You, is, is And I'm, I'm not this super motivated go-getter type of person Mm -hmm. but i just don't believe in excuses Mm -hmm. and you know you and i both are those type of people that 
when we had to go into office jobs, we would have went in sick. Oh, so yeah. I didn't have to take a day off. I would actually use that for something fun. Yeah. And I don't mean contagious and getting everybody sick. I mean, when you don't feel good. I know. Well, and I, you know, because we were recently talking about this, like, because COVID, of course, mm-hmm. changed a lot of things. And of Which course these you... same people leverage the fuck out of. Oh, yeah. They, if they yeah, know they that did. COVID scare is the main reason they don't have to show up to work. I've been exposed. Oh, God. I've got to go get tested. Oh, I've got... And knowing damn well they don't have it. Uh-huh. Not showing any symptoms of it. Yeah. But they're the people that would... Yeah, but like... I think that they would... I... I think that they would think that they had it or something. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that they would think that they didn't have symptoms. But like, because like how what you just said a little bit ago about willing it on themselves, Mm -hmm. but they don't have it. They really don't. But they think that they have something. Yeah, they're not lying. Yeah. No, no, they're not lying at all. But they're... I don't know, because I don't think that they are necessarily like over-exaggerators. I don't think intentionally. Yeah, but I think that they think that what is going on in their life is more severe or... No, no, no. Yeah, you're headed down the right path. They have convinced themselves that the, the adversities they face have a much bigger impact on their life than anybody Anybody else's Uh and it's everything well you know you may have a cold but let me tell when i get a cold it's different yeah my colds are severe (laughs) yeah i know you know like Uh it's same girls when they have their period and their penis Uh i've got to go home Uh you don't understand my cramps are worse than anybody else's yeah shut the fuck up i know you're just a pussy yeah you have zero tolerance for pain or anything like that at all i know (laughs) people are probably like Okay, Seth, you're not a woman. You don't know. No, yeah, I'll say it. Like, yeah. no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tell him you're a pussy. <laughs> you're a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> but those are the type of things. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of things that you see. And, and, and the problem with the something people is they are the most unreliable, mm-hmm. independable, mm-hmm. undependable, undependable. I think, you know, yeah, I guess either. And they don't, they can't see the forest for the trees. They don't understand why friends, family, coworkers shun them Mm -hmm. when it's just like, you're just like, I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah. Just shut up. Oh my gosh. You know, I can't trust you for whatever it is because something's always going on. Uh You just always have something. Yeah. And and they tend, and when I, when I said earlier that it becomes the boy that cried wolf, is because there's other there's certain things that happen that they don't know how to navigate and overcome and continue with their daily life. And so they throw these red flags up. Oh, I can't come in. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't be there. Oh, I can't, you know, don't rely on me for this and that because I've got a headache, because my tummy hurts, because, you know, I I think I broke something in the gym mm-hmm. when you're just sore. Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. Nothing happened. <laughs> you didn't break your leg. You don't have a a stress fracture. Yeah, I know. You're, once again, you're just a pussy. Or you're out of shape. And you're out of shape <laughs> and you're sore. Yeah. And oh, I've got to go to the doctor and get this checked out. And, it, it, you know, those little things happen that you don't seem to navigate and overcome and adapt to. So when something really does happen, the other people in your life, in your circle, in your workspace, whatever, completely dismiss and downplay an actual severe incident, mm-hmm. like a death in the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, I know. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay. Right, like you, know? you said, it is like the boy yeah. who cried. Sorry wolf. someone died, but my God. You you know, you know haven't even made it a solid 30 business days to work. Yeah. You can't even make it a month. Fuck. I mean, that's oh, the thing gosh. that kills me is I, when I had to be relied upon and in like an actual security type of post oh my gosh oh yeah you need to tell your freaking story what about about you being relied upon like oh when i was sick yeah oh yeah but i was gonna say i only missed one day of work yeah well my company time you you weren't allowed to take any days off for the first 12 months for nothing and if you did it gosh my freaking face is all stopped up 
sorry, I can't breathe. Um, but, you know, if something happened, you got like a point and you were allowed like a very small amount of points and you got terminated. Mm-hmm. So I'm one of those non-something people. Mm-hmm. I don't really get sick. I don't have issues. I don't have flat tires. I don't have car trouble because I'm fucking prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I'm not an idiot. Mm-hmm. If my engine's knocking or my oil light's on or I have a low tire warning, guess what I do? I take my car, I fill up the tires, I check the oil, I get my engine looked at, so that that little shit doesn't keep me from having the other times I need so I can have the life I want. Mm-hmm. So I never, I knew I was never going to call off. The only time I ever called off was the morning after my ex-wife told me before she went to bed that she wanted a divorce. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. It was the only time I ever missed work. Yeah, that's the only um, time I ever remember. <laughs> yeah, me ever missing. Uh-huh. But I did have this one incident where I have no idea what I ate, what I came in contact with, um, but I was working at a hospital from midnight to 8 a.m. And one evening, um, my son and my ex and I went to Walmart. And while we're in Walmart, all of a sudden, I just immediately do not feel good. And I have to like bolt to the bathroom and I throw up all over myself. Just violently puking usually i can control it and this was just projectile just everything in my the guy system in the started. bathroom was like are you okay yeah the other guys in the bathroom like bro are you okay what's going on and, and i couldn't even like talk i was just throwing up all of a sudden i had a fever i was white as a sheet i'm puking i've got puke all over myself and i'm trying to figure out i didn't have wait did i think i yeah, I was like texting. I had a phone, so I was mm-hmm. texting my ex, like trying to tell her to meet me up front. And she's not, te- she's not responding. She's not responding. And I luckily it was in the winter time, so I had a jacket. So I took the jacket, and like wrapped it around my waist to try to hide all the puke all over me. And I have to track her down at Walmart, and she's shopping and get groceries. And I was like, I've got to go to the car. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm covered in vomit. I'm sick as a dog. And I had to be in at work that night at midnight, and this is around six, seven o'clock at night. Well, he, well, and she was like, fine, there you are. Yeah, she's like, where, where have you, have you been? been? <laughs> and and she's like, I guess I'll finish shopping by myself. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sick. I don't know what to tell you. So, mm-hmm. so I go to the car. She makes me wait out there so she can finish shopping. Well, at first she said, I don't want you getting no, she in was, my... I don't want you getting in my car smelling like that. And uh-huh. got puke all over. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I mean, I, yeah. And uh, so I get out there. And uh, she finally comes back out. We go home, and uh, I had to help unload the groceries. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I'm I'm just sick. So then we get home. I start throwing up again, and finally I have nothing else to throw up. Mm-hmm. And I've got to be in work at like four hours now. So I call one of the guys, and I'm like, "Hey, here's what's going on." I was like, "How bad would it screw you guys if 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 I call off tonight? Is there anybody that can cover?" And two people had already called off. He goes, you're already short-staffed. He goes, I cannot stay. I have to be at a class at headquarters at 7 o'clock in the morning. He goes, so I can't even stay in cover for you. So I was like, oh, my gosh. I said, okay. I was like, well, call the day shift guy. I said, if something changes, if some miracle happens, see if they can find somebody to fill in. Uh, Call me and let me know because I'm running a fever. I don't feel good. I can't keep anything down. I I won't be any good tonight anyway. And... uh, so finally, like, it's like 11 o'clock. So I call him again and he's like, sorry. And he's like, it's, it's the same situation. And I said, call the day shift guy and let him know to please come in as early as he can tomorrow hmm. and let him know I'm sick and all this stuff. And so I show up, the guy's like, I left him a message. I couldn't get in touch with him, but I left him a message and, and, you know, sending a text and all that to get in here as soon as he could. And he's like, he may have already been asleep because it was 11 o'clock. And I was like, okay. Um, I was like, maybe he'll just get up and get around in the morning and hurry up and get here. So I get to work and it was so busy. I had to do all this other stuff. We had a horrible night in the emergency room and the nurses are finally like, are you okay? Cause I just You're looked so bad. Like, oh, I'm like, I'm leaning, leaning against, against the wall, wall to walk. <laughs> I, I could barely stand up. And one of them took my temperature at 104 degree fever. And they're like, you've got to go home. And I was like, I cannot, I, I just, I literally can't go home. I'm, I, cannot leave here i'm stuck here um 
And so all I kept trying to do was just like go back to the office so I could kind of sleep because I was a supervisor. So mm-hmm. I didn't have to, but since we were short staffed, I had to pick up these other guys' duties all night. So mm-hmm. I had to go do all the lockups, I had to do all the door checks, I had to do escorts, I had to do valuable stuff, I had to do all this other crap in the hospital. And all I keep doing is just praying that the day shift guy's going to wake up and come into work. He's going to make it into work. And so like six o'clock happens, nothing. I'm like, oh my gosh, six thirty, nothing. I'm trying to text him, trying to call him tonight at seven, nothing. And I'm like, he's not even coming in an hour early. And I was like, okay, maybe he'll get here like half an hour early. Seven thirty, nothing. Eight o'clock hits when he was supposed to be there. Nothing. The dude was thirty minutes late coming oh, into work that day. Oh god. So I had to send everybody else home at the end of their shift while I'm just sitting there like death. I was ready to kill him. If I had any strength, I probably would have knocked him out. <laughs> I was so angry. Oh poor thing. Um but I didn't Yeah. I wasn't a something person. You you just people hear that story now and they're like, You should have stayed home. <laughs> I mean Well yeah. I, I know. I literally could I know. And yeah, it's like you didn't want to put your the other guy in a situation either. Oh, there's twelve and, other people counting on me. Yeah. Uh huh. And so yeah, I, I know it. It really bothers me. Like when uh, when I was a leasing manager back in in Denver, I had a something person employee. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I was so frustrated. All the time with her. It's every day. Every morning. Every, every lunch break. Every afternoon. Day. Yes. Something. Something. And I had to have multiple talks with her. And she couldn't understand why I hated her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, now I guess like we're... She's my friend on Facebook. And I guess we're pretty cordial. But... Uh, and You never work with her again. No. You sure shit never hire her. No way. No way. But I think that she prepared me for girls out here, <laughs> too, because I had multiple something people. What was the longest streak that all of the girls were able to make it to work when you worked here in Tulsa? Uh, Not even a week, right? I don't think so. Maybe. They couldn't even make it. four days? Yeah, they couldn't probably... make it five days uh-huh. without these other three girls, one of them. Always had something going on. Yes. Out of the three of them, somebody always called off of work mm-hmm. at least once every five days. Yep. Because they the most they ever I had I had Crystal keep track of it. I was like I can't believe somebody's always missing work. Yeah. And and the kicker with all of this was unfortunately this was the time frame when your mother was dying of cancer, mm-hmm. and so you had legitimate reasons mm-hmm. to why. You couldn't focus at work. Mm-hmm. You couldn't be at work. You had to go back home mm-hmm. and help with her and see her and visit her. And we had to go back for, um, you know, when she passed away, we had to go back for the memorial service. So you were having to take legitimate trips. Mm-hmm. And all these other girls are calling off because their kid don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And and you could always tell what oh, was going to happen. Oh, my gosh, the night before. Because <laughs> one of them would post on Facebook, oh, my poor baby's not feeling good. And you're like, oh, that's it. That dumb bitch is going to call off yep, tomorrow. Yeah, sure enough. And sure enough. Like clockwork And that, you time. see, that's what people do now. They throw it out there on Facebook. Like, well, if I throw it on Facebook, I legitimize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you don't. I we know. all know what you're doing. We're like, oh, that dumb bitch. She's like, <laughs> Why is it always women? Do guys do this too? I just realized that, like, all the things I'm thinking of is women. I don't know. I've never seen a guy that I'm friends on Facebook being like, my poor little trooper, he's not feeling good tonight. And then the next day, be like, we're at home for a sick day. I don't know. I mean, I think that, but, uh, yeah, maybe it is with the work stuff. And uh, maybe it's because of everyone that I've known as a mother. But, But, I mean, even... Even the something people I'm thinking of, uh-huh. they're all women. No, no. They're not? No, uh-uh, no. I know I know at least <laughs> at least one guy, and you know him too. That's always has something? That's a something person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I know who you're talking about. But, well, yeah. <laughs> Does both, he follow the podcast? Uh, I don't know, but him and his wife are both something people. But, yeah. I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think he's a something person. I mean, you're driving, it's driving me nuts trying to think of who it is. Are you writing it down? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Yes. <laughs> like one of the biggest. Yeah, they are both something people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very, very true. Yep. Uh, yeah. What a piece of shit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that is probably, yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah. He is probably one of the biggest something oh, people I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. an idiot. I take that back. That <laughs> dumb motherfucker. God dang it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah. I've got 10 stories right there about that person. Oh, my gosh. Right? Right. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should have prepared for this better. <laughs> I, but the story would have completely given away. Oh, who it yeah. Is. It would. And they do listen. Oh, okay. Yeah. At least one of them does. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of them does. Uh huh. Yes. But, yeah. I mean, I, I think that if, if you're a good employee anyway. <laughs> That you will recognize these people. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're sitting there saying, well, life happens, then you're one of these pieces of shit. We're oh, fucking A, you are. Yeah. <laughs> you are. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, oh, but yeah, it's just it's just so frustrating. So, I don't know. It's like, like I said, we all have something going on. We, everybody has, everybody's busy. Everybody has, you know death in the family mm-hmm. or you know everyone gets sick every once in a while and it's just how these people choose to deal with this yeah and i don't know what well, that's why i said it's the critical thinking yeah it's the abs absolute absence mm-hmm. of critical thinking skills so when these issues pop up they just have no idea how to handle them, navigate them, work through them, or anything. That's why I said it just becomes it comes to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that they can think of, instead of fixing the situation, adapting and overcoming whatever happened to them, they just buckle under the pressure. And it's like the only thing I can think of doing is letting down these other people. Mm-hmm. I know. And none of them have any stress coping skills whatsoever oh my gosh the littlest Zero. thing it, they're they're debilitated uh-huh. i mean that and that's that's really the thing is they don't know how to handle stress mm-hmm. they don't know how to handle adverse incidents they don't know how to handle death they don't know how to handle grief they don't know how to handle illness they don't know how to handle anything mm-hmm. um and so it, all of those little things just become very very debilitating mm-hmm and and they just don't know how to function. And and usually these are the people that nobody, 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 nobody has ever had to come to me and say, Seth, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I don't ever have things going on that bother me. It doesn't mean that I don't ever have something wrong in my life. It's just I don't hang face and drop my head below my shoulders. <sighs> mm-hmm. <sighs> and pout and act like a big fucking baby and so people don't come up to me and be like Seth is everything okay Mm -hmm. because I don't wear my emotions on my sleeve like that Mm -hmm. because when I'm going through shit it's nobody's problem but mine and guess what I'm gonna figure them out Mm -hmm. yeah I know I know well and I like for me you know I guess like I guess especially when I was with dealing with my mom being sick and all that it was like i know that dif- I, I know that what what people are saying right now is everybody handles things yes differently. everybody handles things differently which they do i'll say this some people handle them correctly and some people handle them the wrong way <laughs> and like for me i i and um, i guess like even so my mom you know being sick or even with when I was unhappy with my ex, I'll say that, I, we would fight all the time, but, like, once I walked through, once I walked through those doors of being at work, I left all of that stuff yeah, behind me, you know? And I think that's why everybody was shocked. Uh-huh, when, yeah. It, same thing with me. I know. People were like, oh my gosh, you? What happened? <laughs> like, people really just had no idea. I, yeah. I say that. I don't know. Because I, I think that 
there's some people that if they were like, oh, we got divorced, you'd be like, what? Mm -hmm. But then I'd be like, yeah, we fucking knew that that shit was going on. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And so I think, but but I don't know. I, I, I can only look at it from... When I was in the whirlwind, I thought I did a really good job of hiding how miserable I was. Mm-hmm. And I think you could probably testify to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think it was, you know, if I hadn't heard you being irritated like, actively yelling yeah. at your partner, uh-huh. I wouldn't have thought anything about it. I know. It. Well, nobody else, like, I mean, because we were closer. Say, yeah, nobody else was exposed to that. Uh-huh. So I think everybody else was probably like, what? Yeah. Now, I, I mean, neither boyfriend. one of us really, like, I didn't walk around saying that my ex was the greatest thing ever. Uh-huh. Like, I brag about you a lot. Um, you know, we, like we've said on here before, you and I are synonymous with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't know me that don't know at least who you are. Yeah. Um, everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And people that haven't even met me. And then, like, you know, they are you talk to on the phone, like... And then they meet you and they're like, can I give you a hug? Yeah. Like they feel like, like, they, they, feel know like they know me. Yeah. yeah. And, but, and so I didn't do that with my ex. I didn't because it would have been forced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got to be a pretty fake person to talk up someone you're unhappy with. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't say anything yeah. bad about her. Uh-huh. But I was never like, oh, she's the best. She, yeah. You know, I'm so happy with her. It's just, oh, my gosh, she's my best friend. I never said stuff like that at all. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, you're married, right? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am a married man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not happy, you but. And, and so I, yeah, so I, I I never went, I never said anything disparaging, but I didn't talk her up either. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I think because neither one of us said anything negative about our exes, that's why people were so shocked. Like, oh my gosh, you guys broke up or mm-hmm. oh, you broke off your engagement. Oh, you got divorced. Mm-hmm. Because we weren't actively complaining because... We're not fucking complainers. No, no, no. I mean, what, what good does it do to complain? I mean, if you're not going to do something about it, especially, (laughs) but I don't know, like, yeah, these people really just like, you just, uh, you know that something is wrong and you're either forced to be like, to ask if they're like, what's going on or whatever. And, but then part of you is like, I don't want to fucking ask, you know, I don't yeah. really care, but it, 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 it's not, <laughs> it's not necessarily that you don't care what's going on. You don't care to hear mm-hmm. about what they think is such a big deal. Yeah, I know. Uh huh. But you know that there's something going on again, yeah. something. Well, it's like I said on the last episode that. You think your situation is very special, mm-hmm. and it's not. No, uh-uh, at it's all. It's not at all. No. You just think it is because yeah. you're narcissistic. <laughs> um, Actually, today's National Narcissist Day. Awareness Day. Oh, Narcissist Awareness yeah. Day, yeah. yeah. So if you think that this episode is geared about you, you should probably check out National <laughs> Narcissistic Awareness Day. <laughs> right yeah uh-huh. um yeah i know but it it's one of those things that it you you literally become a turnoff to so many people in your life mm-hmm. um and that can that negatively impacts not obviously we spend a lot of time talking about the work environment and, and how it affects that because like we said at the beginning it's probably where you're exposed to it the most you see these people the most yeah yeah they you you you're with these people the most out of everybody. Yeah. I mean, 40 hours a week. But I also think where where you're also exposed to it is your, uh, you know, kind of your 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 circle of friends or your social circle or not not maybe. I mean, I'm sure you would be exposed to it in your tight knit group, but your social experiences outside that you can never be a part of because something is always preventing you from. Mm-hmm. going out you're the couple that can't ever find a fucking babysitter to do shit mm-hmm. you're the couple that somebody always has to work late so you can't make it you're the couple that's oh we're trying to cut back and save money so we can't come so it, it is one of those things that can impact those relationships and mm-hmm. one of the things that you know we have personally gone through is i don't think we our our social hangouts changed from when we left Colorado to Oklahoma because in Colorado the social 
you know, social gather gatherings were predominantly family oriented. Kind of, I guess. When it, we, but when we were living in Inglewood, I was it, say, was. It, cha- it changed yeah. a little bit from Roxburgh. But uh-huh. we didn't. We didn't have like, aside from Halloween, mm-hmm. we didn't have like the amount of parties that we've had out here. Oh gosh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we would do the Halloween thing every year, and then mm-hmm. maybe we would have. You know, New two to three or... couples over for something else. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so uh-huh. we had smaller groups, but but our big party was always Halloween. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Since we've been out here, I mean, we've we've had a lot of freaking parties. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's and fun. one of the things that that we we did was we realized like you know there were people that we met or we thought we'd become close to or there was a couples that you know we we felt connected to or hit it off with and we're like you know what we would like to spend more time with you. Mm-hmm. In this setting. Mm-hmm. And so we would invite them to everything. Yeah. And there were several couples like this that for, you know, they were something couples. Uh-huh. Something was always happening where they just couldn't seem to make it. Uh-huh. So we just quit asking. Yeah. Like, okay. But well, the, And then they're always like, keep inviting us. Yeah. And it's like, why? You're not going to come anyway. What do I need to do to get invited to yeah. one of these? Fucking show up. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Don't ask me. Uh-huh. And you're off the list. <laughs> you know, Jericho says you made the list. Yeah. I say, you're off the list. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I do when I cross you out. Yeah. I don't put a check by your name. I get my list and I say, you're off the list. <laughs> and I scratch him out. That's perfect. Because I give you chances. Oh, for sure. And it's funny because yeah. like now it's like it's like a joke almost as you make new friends to your clients. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I think I want to invite him. I'm like, all right. And then I have to go out there and be like, hey, if we invite you, you show up. <laughs> I will give you two, maybe three chances to come to something. If you don't come, my feelings aren't hurt, but you have just let me know you don't want to spend time with us. Yeah. And that's fine. Uh-huh. You're off the list. <laughs> and I kick yeah. you off. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But it's like, why would why would we want to invite you if you don't want to be here anyway? Yeah. You and, know? and like I said, my feelings aren't hurt. Yeah. I mean. It's just, I, I, I misjudged what I thought. Yeah. I know. Sorry I bothered you with my friendship. <laughs> Well, and that's well, why that's why we have a we do have a pretty tight knit group of people that are dependable. Are dependable. We love hanging out with and so they are they're our friends. I mean, mm-hmm. they they are our people, you know. And we understand they can't make 100% oh, of everything they do. Yeah, that's no, not what I'm talking about. No, no. I'm talking about the couples no. that have never been over here or they've uh-huh. come to like one thing, but they've been invited to 15. Mhm. You know, yeah. our our tight knit friends, our I call it. I was even telling our neighbor like our our uh, uh, what did I put it? I said it's our summer crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, yeah, because we invite more people to our our big parties, our big party, like the Halloween party. We invite more people, mm-hmm. but like our summer parties are just are close. We keep it small. Are close, like yeah. real good friends. <laughs> I don't and, mean, and, and we know sorry that, if you're not if you're not invited to all those but yeah you well know. chances are you could have been invited or you have been or yeah you've been removed from the list <laughs> you're off the list that's what's happened <laughs> yeah i know but yeah we do deal with the something people even in that capacity yeah. though and we are not the type of people to deal with that like if yeah just move on yeah I, i'm like like i said I know I sound like a big baby. And the, the more I say it doesn't hurt my feelings, the more people are like, his feelings are fucking, he's butthurt. <laughs> and I'm not. I think I get more, because I don't like people that much, mm-hmm. if I, I know I don't put myself out there, but if I feel like, if I feel like, well, I'm letting them know that, hey, you're allowed in the circle mm-hmm. and you can't. You can't find a fucking babysitter. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, to show up. You can't get off work. You can't move something. You can't, you know, follow through on any kind of commitment. And chances are, these are those people that know right off the bat they're not going to come. Uh huh. They or oh, I hate the fucking maybes. Sorry. I mean, that's yeah. I I know that one of our it's either yes or one no. of our good friends. They they are a maybe on one of our summer parties right now. But um, but for the most part, well, like, and they're also a maybe on being off the list. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just teasing um no 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 uh, like for the big parties and stuff like no, that no i know i mean like yeah. the, the summer stuff we're like hey if you can make it you can make it if yeah not, no yeah it, so it is it's more it casual. is because like for the summer for our summer parties it's like 
we have a party every every other week and it's like we don't expect them to make all of them mm-hmm. to- no make well, and, make and, a couple and or, we have some know. friends that like if they can't make it we we know oh my gosh some there's a legitimate reason they yeah, can't make it yeah because they're uh-huh. that dependable mm-hmm. and that's how i want to be perceived mm-hmm. um that oh they can't make it well you know we know they're not just coming up with an excuse. Yeah, I know. You know, because we aren't something people. Mm-hmm. We're not the people that are like, you know, oh, we would have been here, but this happened, or mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what's going on. Yeah. So yeah. So you're kind of exposed to those something couples. Mm-hmm. So we talked about work. We talked mm-hmm. about social circle. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the social circle kind of bleed into your direct friends, not maybe necessarily couple friends, mm-hmm. but you've got that friend. That's always, they act, they're like a hype man. They act hype like, oh, when are we going to hang? Mm-hmm. When are we going to do this? And then oh, they don't ever do gosh, it because they're so flaky. something comes up because they're flaky as fuck. Oh, yeah. The flake something person mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Oh, I don't like that at And all. sometimes the, the problem with the flaky person is they're too dumb and too lazy to even come up with an actual excuse. I know. Or like you catch them in a lie. Oh, yeah. 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 We've had that happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, there, there is always, you, it just seems like, I guess we don't really have that problem now because we don't, we don't become close to these something people. That, yeah. Those were the people that we gave them the chance and we mm-hmm. realized after two to three invites or something people. Yeah. And then we just don't give you the opportunity to be flaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're off the list. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So we just don't open ourselves up for that. No. Uh-uh. No. You know. I don't, yeah, I don't want to deal with that. And it's not a patience thing. It's just like, why waste our time? I mean. Yeah. Either of our time. Yeah. yeah. I know. Especially for a couple that we are 100% completely happy just doing things together anyway. I know. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, the flaky thing is is kind of weird uh-huh. because it it's it's not they they fall in the same category as they're completely undependable and mm-hmm. and you can't rely on them in any way, shape, or form. But like I said, they don't they may not necessarily come up with an excuse mm-hmm. until after the fact. Oh. What happened? Oh. Why did you not show up? Uh-huh. Well, this happened, and then it's and... some lame ass. And that's the thing: these people that flake. My husband fell asleep. Yeah, <laughs> the, these people that are fake. Or flaky. And they always blame their partner. That's what I was about to say. They never, it's it's never them. Uh-huh. It's always their partner uh-huh. or their kid or something else. Something else. That's where the something comes up. Uh-huh. The, in that blame game. Uh-huh. Because it's never like, because I, I know you won't let me. I don't have a problem saying like, I don't want to fucking go to your stupid thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't. You won't let me say I that. I won't let him. Mm-mm. But I don't want to go to your stupid fucking thing. <laughs> You just won't let me say it. I would not be. I would actually be like. I totally respect that. Oh, if someone if someone said like, that, you know what? I don't want to go. Uh huh. I just. Yeah. I want. I don't, I want to sit at home and play Red Dead. Sorry. I would be. I'd be like. Oh. I think depending on who it was, I would. It be would like, catch me off guard so mad. I'd be so like, bad. Oh, really? Like. You would rather do that than have a good time with us. Like I would get more hurt about it than you would. Yeah. I well, would take it more personal. It's because, like, like you know, if you ask me, like, hey, do you want to go, you know, so-and-so's getting married. Well, I'd rather just stay home and play Red Dead. <laughs> and, and I'm like, no, no I want to go because I want to get buy watch, a pretty dress. Let's and... watch all three Back to the Futures. <laughs> That's fun. We would enjoy that. And then, like, he halfway wants me to forget about it. And then it'll be the weekend of... And he'll forget about it, and he'll be like, "Ah, oh, we well, still yeah, have to I go mentally, to that. I mentally start planning what we're gonna do over the weekend. <laughs> oh man, let's go to let's go to Santa Fe. We can get some all oh, you can eat shrimp. We can get some redneck teas and yeah. margaritas. And then I'm like, "Fuck, God damn it, they're getting married. <laughs> we gotta go to that stupid fucking wedding." Yeah. <sighs> then I show up, mm-hmm. smiles ear to ear. But, and then inviting people into the circle. Yeah, he always has a good time, and he's a little shit. So <laughs> people have what five stages of grief. Uh huh. I have five stages of having to go do stuff. Yeah, you do. You do. Uh-huh. Um, but we still don't make 
lame ass excuses. No, we don't. Uh, uh-uh, ever. And we don't not show up. Mm-mm. But that that's where the the flaky people and and the part of the thing with the the funny thing about this that I always get a huge kick out of is they're dumb. Mm-hmm. They're they're and they the thing it's not just so bad that they're dumb. What's bad is they think everybody else is as, as dumb, dumb as, as they, they are. are. <laughs> yes. And so they give the worst reason as to why they don't come to something or they didn't show up or they flaked. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like shocked. Like, do you think I'm that stupid Yeah. to believe that? And they're <laughs> like, oh, I got away with it. I was like, no, I just didn't call you out on it. Yeah. But we know you're full of shit. That's not, there's no way that would ever happen. I know. In any way, shape or form. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh-huh. So how do you think that the something people carries over into a relationship? Oh, my gosh. Well, I think that, have, like, I, um, well, I know that, like I said, there was, you know, one couple that I we know of that they were both something people. But, like, I think that... Mo- for the most part there's either there's usually one mm-hmm. something person and the other partner isn't a something person yeah and you see that you see the poor person that isn't a something person always walking on eggshells mm-hmm. trying to make sure that this that the uh, that their partner is happy all the time going above and beyond mm-hmm. doing stuff and it's still not enough it's no it's not enough and at all unfortunately it will never be enough and i feel bad i feel bad for them like because there's nothing a for effort and f for results i feel yeah i mean it's like that must feel uh, Oh, it's so, defeating. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I went through that. I mean, that's what it was in my last relationship was I felt like I was going above and beyond and always walking on eggshells. And she was, I don't know if I would necessarily put her in the categories of something person, although she had. She always called out her. Yeah. She had very specific traits that were, you know, if she woke up and was too tired to get out of bed, she would call off of work. Which I was mean, everybody wakes up me. tired. Everybody wakes yeah. up tired. Nobody, I mean, people are like, oh, Seth, you're a morning person. I hate the morning just as much as everybody else. Once again, I'm not a pussy. <laughs> and I understand that your day has to start. Yeah, you just have to get up, get over the fucking grogginess. Yeah. And just do it. I mean, ain't nothing to it but to do yeah. it. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. And, and so I, I think that, but they look at it like, well, his his answer for everything is just suck it up. It's not sucking it up. It's living life. It's doing what you're supposed to do. It's mm-hmm. being a responsible fucking adult. Yeah. And dragging your ass out of bed and going to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I <laughs> I remember. I mean, maybe these something people never like partied in their twenties, you know, early twenties, yeah. and didn't you know go out the night before to a club or hey, whatever and early 20s we do this shit in, in my 40s every summer well i'm just saying you know like mo- most people that had a a social life anyway yeah. back in their 20s would party it up and yeah. stay out till Get two hours four or five in the morning and then yeah have and to be to work at eight, seven hour day yeah, yeah. so I mean, maybe, maybe that, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why they're, they, they can't. They were just losers. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, that's sucking it up. <laughs> I know. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> Staying up is. all night, drinking a party and getting just a couple hours of sleep. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's, that's the epitome of, oh my gosh, I do not want to get out of bed. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I know. And I guess the benefit for me was I was in the military, so I didn't have the option to just decide not to show up. Mm-hmm. Fear was a huge factor. Yeah. Of you had to get to work. Yeah, I know. You had to be at your post. You had to show up. Uh huh. On time, early. Yeah, I know. Now, I can just roll out of bed and 
hopefully not smell too much like alcohol, but at least my client was at the party too. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So they understand. You know? Yeah. So they're like, oh, are you sure you don't want to start at 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Instead of nine. <clears throat> but yeah. And at night you're like, no, 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 I'll be fine. And I'll then the next good. morning you're like, oh, I should have like, told him to start at 10. Why did I tell her? Yeah. Nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was like last year we had, we had a couple of those parties that that first one I got absolutely obliterated at and i had a call like first thing in the morning yeah and you were like my brain would not was work fried yeah i could think i gave a sales pitch i've given a thousand times and you're just and like i could not stumbling ca- i closed the deal though oh they ended up buying nice that's awesome but yeah i mean yeah but i think i think you yeah, i think you have a point they've never they've never been through those things and, th- and that's part of the, i think part of the problem not necessarily getting drunk and and partying <laughs> but they've never really had true stressors or things like that and so all those little things seem like a big deal and then the big things seem like a huge deal oh yeah mm-hmm. um or they had like one big deal that has been a crutch for 20 years in their life. I know. I know. Yeah. And that's kind of been the catalyst as to why everything is something. I know. And, you know, I know. Their th- trauma. Yeah. Has we, prevented them from moving on. We all deal. We all have dealt with something traumatic yeah. in our life. But these people right now, they're saying, but not what I went through. You don't fucking know that. Yeah. Like, you don't. I'm sorry. You don't. <laughs> and like, you know, because cause it's like people like to say that you don't know what th- that person is dealing with. But it works the the other way, too. Yeah, you the don't... person that's got the thick skin, that isn't a pussy, that is good trugging along and functioning as a high-functioning adult, they went through some shit way worse than you did. Yeah, and they they're just, doing good. Yeah, <laughs> they just aren't blasting it out all over social media and expecting a sob story and sympathy from everybody. And here we go again. Everybody deals with things differently. Yeah. Oh well, okay. Y- y'all are pussies. <laughs> <laughs> You're not dealing with it. That's the thing. Yeah, I know. That's true. That's very true. But I think you know, looking at the relationship piece, the the somethingness starts to spill over Mm -hmm. to where not just are you walking on eggshells not just are you you know hoping everything goes good i think i've said on her before like with my ex i would be like oh my gosh we've had such a great day we Mm -hmm. haven't argued we haven't got into any disagreements things are going great and she would eventually sabotage it Mm -hmm. in some way shape or form but i wonder if these something people, I, I mean, I know it has to affect intimacy in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. It just has to, mm-hmm. because if you if you are that dysfunctional because of whatever's going on in your life that you can't hold down a job, that you can't make it to work, that you can't make it to a social event, mm-hmm. that you can't, you know, make it to any commitment you have, I highly doubt. You're fucking like a porn star in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I would be willing to say you aren't having sex at all. Yeah. Very, very rarely. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. monthly, bi-monthly. <laughs> yeah, if the stars align. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And Saturn rings are pointing north to south. And, mm-hmm. you know, my gosh. And, that, and that's that's why the partner walks on the eggshells. That's why yeah. the partner tiptoes around everything and tries to go above and beyond to you know, really have this, this padded nest mm-hmm. um, and, and create kind of this in-home safe space that's, I still think that even though these, these individuals that are going above and beyond look like they're going above and beyond, I still think a lot of it's very, very self-serving, mm-hmm. especially yeah. for men. Men will go above and beyond if they think it's going to produce reason, them yeah. getting laid. Uh-huh. I know. That's they true. try to play it off like it's from the goodness of their heart and that they're such a loyal and loving husband. But at the end of the day, there's some pussy at that rainbow and that's what they're trying to get. <laughs> and yeah, they just don't want to say that. And people true. don't want to accuse them of that. No, I know. They don't. You're right. You're absolutely right. But, Jeez. I mean, do you blame them? You know? I mean, it's like, you, you're not, your partner is unhappy. 
you're trying to make them happy and you want to you you want it reciprocated in the form of sex and i'm i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that no i know i don't i i really don't blame them for well, they don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. What else are they supposed to do if they want to have sex with their partner? And I mean, this is, it's got to be nine times out of 10 that you're talking about a guy mm-hmm. doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of women walking around on eggshells. I mean, if you've, I'm going to say something pretty offensive in today's society. If you're walking around on eggshells because your husband is that sensitive and that much of a little bitch, that if he has a rough day and a bad day, He's not going to want to have intimate relations with you. Kick that beta bitch to the curb. <laughs> you need a dude slinging some dick. And <laughs> oh that dude gosh. is not it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What? No, he's not. There's you no way. You need slinging, slinging some dick. Yeah, there's no way. You know? Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean... <laughs> That's so I think that's why I tend to even when I give the example, I'm thinking of a guy tiptoeing around a girl, not right. the other way around. I know. I think that's true. I do think that that's true. I think that um, that it it's different. It would be different for a woman. It's a different type. It, like a guy. It's it's it it would be different. I don't think that she would. Women aren't the type. At least I don't think they are. That are. Women care more about other things and they really, (laughs) they, of course we all, we care about sex too. Yes. But like, they really do care about the well being and, and everything of their partner. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're feeling sick or something, I don't want to, I'll be like, man, I wanted to have sex tonight, but <laughs> he's feeling sick, so I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I think you're kind of the anomaly, though. I don't want to bother him and and have and ask for sex. I think most wives would be like, "Yes, he's sick. Uh-huh. He ain't gonna want to have sex tonight." Uh huh. I know. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it. most marriages. I know there's women like me though out there. There has to be. Yeah. But still. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm uh-huh. just saying predominantly. Predominantly, yes. The man is chasing the woman for sex, yeah. not the other way around. Right, right. And it's not like I'm chasing you around for sex. You give me enough. I'm just saying, like, if you're sick or mm-hmm. something, I don't want to. Well, and I think sick's a little different. Like, not feeling good because you're physically ill mm-hmm. is different than... If you're mopey or had a bad day at work, because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. in That's most true. cases, if a guy has had a bad day, sex fixes it. Mm-hmm. In the same amount of cases, most women don't want sex to fix it. You they know, use the bad day as the reason to not have sex. I know. Yeah. So if you're an in-tune wife and your husband's having a bad day, you should give it up. Yeah. You should entice him with sex. Mm-hmm. And men wish that their wives were like that. Mm-hmm. And that their, that it worked the opposite way. I wish my wife, my, if my wife had a bad day at work, I, I, don't, I would love to, you know, make it all better with some, some sex. Mm-hmm. But most women would be like, Are you, really? I've already had a rough day. Mm-hmm. And now you want to have sex? Really? Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You think your day was rough? Yeah. Imagine being here, or you know, Literally. yeah. Beat it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So they use the bad day as the reason why they don't have sex. Uh huh. I know they do. Yeah. And you're most right. men, if they had a bad day, they'd be like, "Oh man, I was having the worst day. You made it all better." Mm-hmm. Oh. And for some reason, nine times out of ten, it doesn't work the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's crazy. Got to huh? be more selective in that dating pool. Uh-huh. That's a good question to ask. Yeah. Like the second or third date. Hey, if you're having a really bad day, what do you want out of a partner? Mm-hmm. Do you want them to shut up and leave you alone and stay away from you for 24 hours? Mm-hmm. If so, you ain't getting sex. I know. Don't be with that person. Mm-hmm. If they're like, well, I want you to try to cheer me up. You still got to say how. Mm-hmm. Like, would having some good hot sex cheer you up? If they say yes, get a ring and marry that person. 
I mean, it's like, come on, though. Like, because a something person would, I want, I'm, I'm just trying to think what a something person would say in that situation. You know, if, they, if someone did ask up front, like, you know, how do you handle a bad day or whatever and, and all that, like, would you want me to cheer you up? And they would want you to try, but you would need to understand it wasn't going to work. Yeah. They want you to put forth the effort. They want you to ask them what's wrong. They want you to care, and but they it, just don't and really want a solution. And it goes back to the, like, inviting. They want the invite, but they don't, they want the option of maybe coming to yeah. the party. And that's how, that that is exactly what a, a something person does. Mm-hmm. I don't, oh, I don't like that. Oh, yeah. At all. Does. Like, it's, again, it's so defeating. Oh, yeah. You don't, you're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm with it you're just i don't know you're the the poor partner is just stuck trying and trying and trying and then probably eventually getting sick of it and maybe ending it mm-hmm. yeah well i mean yeah, i you, can't you deal can... with you can only deal with it for so long yeah. it, it becomes the one person in the rowboat mm-hmm. rowing on one side yes. you're just going in circles you're not getting anywhere exactly uh-huh. Kick their ass out of the boat. I know. Yeah. Grab the oar, row to shore. <laughs> Find somebody else. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I, I definitely think that it 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 like I said before, would completely negatively impact your intimacy. Mm-hmm. I think it would obviously impact your social wants and needs. Mm-hmm. Um I think it would impact your family social activities i I think that there there is there is definitely a domino effect if you have a partner that is a something person they're never in the mood to go do this they're never in the mood to go do that they you know want to do something but don't really want to how do you think that affects the kids too you know maybe hereditary that's why there's so many people like that nowadays oh my gosh they just grew up seeing it i don't know you know, it's like that's not a good thing to, to to teach your kids. Well, I think that I think it depends on the the you know the people that had the options. I mean, I I look at you mm-hmm. and in in your family. You know, growing up, you guys were never given an option. I'm I'm not saying this from a negative. You weren't. If it, it was somebody's birthday, nobody asked. Hey, Crystal, do you want to go to your cousin's birthday? It was a given. Mm-hmm. You were going. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the reasons that all of the family turnouts are huge, ninety plus percent. <laughs> I know uh-huh. because there is no option. It's just mm-hmm. oh no, that's 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 our duty. That's family. And I think that it was probably the same way with social and extracurricular stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, you've got you've got softball practice. Do you feel like going? It was never a question. Mm-hmm. It was time for softball practice. You were going. I think what we ended up seeing was the next generation didn't really want to put forth the time and commitment to things like that that probably our parents did. And so they started giving the kids options. Would well, do you mm-hmm. feel like going to practice tonight? Because they didn't want to take them. They didn't want to sit there for two hours while their kid practiced. Mm-hmm. That's probably and, true. And huh? So I think a lot of it kind of developed out of the... What their parents did. Yeah. Like, to instill those bad those bad qualities or um i don't know what sort the inconsistencies and everything yeah i mean mean, it's not you just you're teaching them it was a bad example they were they were given a bad example bad habits or they didn't place enough value on the good habits that should have been instilled and they just disregarded them Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and you see that with you see that with very specific stuff you see that with church you mm-hmm. see a lot of kids that as soon as they don't have to go to church, they don't ever go again. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, even Adam Sandler talks about it in, on his... Yeah, uh, about going his, to temple and everything. Yeah, right? uh-huh. And then once you turn whatever 18, age... You turn your back, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that is how it is. <clears throat> but, yeah, those are... they. There is things, though, that... I don't know. I guess you can... You, you, you can blame the mm-hmm. parents... And teaching your children early on that this is 
I don't, I don't like to say this is just how it is. That's our tripod. Oh my gosh. Did you hear it? Just Amazon just dropped off. Other tripod broke over the weekend. I just heard him scan it on the front porch. Yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I think that, I, I think that the, a lot of the something this is the, I mean, I remember like even coaching Seth when he was a kid, mm-hmm. I had parents that were creating something children mm. when they would show up. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we, we made it to practice and they made it sound like making it to practice was like the hardest thing to do ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, we're so lucky we've been here. Oh my gosh. We've had such a day. Well, first off, and nothing was that big of a deal. It's mm-hmm. like you had a normal day like everybody else does. Yeah. What what was such the big deal? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I really really watched them. You know, they he, he's 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 kind of had a head cold, and if the wind kicks up on the field, his allergies might kick in, and and so I think it really kind of comes from the coddling. I think that. You know, there, and of course, I'm a I'm a caveman when it comes to some of this stuff, but I do believe in survival of the fittest. I do believe that you either have what it takes or you don't. Mm -hmm. And I hate the mentality of, you know, no person or no child or whatever, nobody left behind. Mm -hmm. No, keep the fuck up. Mm -hmm. I'm not slowing down my pace so you can jog along with me. I'm going to be in a sprint and you can either keep up and we can succeed together or you're going to get fucking left in the dust. Mm -hmm. And so I I don't work well in that type of group. Mm -hmm. Obviously from our pussyfooting hippie loving previous gym of that stupid ass mentality. Mm -hmm. I don't function well in that type of environment. But I think that that's what a lot of these adults now were kind of brought up in probably unknowingly Mm -hmm. but it was it was okay to not feel like doing something it was okay to not have to participate it was okay to to you know when you when you promote something that seems on the surface as good as it's okay to feel the way you feel i mean we even say that on here you're allowed to feel whatever you want to feel the downside is that is you open the floodgates for irrational feelings i know (laughs) <laughs> because you have to either let it all fly or none of it fly. Oh, yeah, and so true. part of the downside is letting it all fly is there's a bunch of stupid, touchy-feely people out there that are pussies. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, oh, yeah, you're allowed to feel whatever you have. You you feel, but, mm-hmm. you know, now I can't, you know, go back on that and be like, suck it up. Mm-hmm. But but I think that, you know, that, that that's, I think that that's part of it is, is you, you have these people that they wouldn't, you know, survive on their own. If the mama bird kicked them out of the nest, they wouldn't figure out how to fly. They wouldn't mm-hmm. figure out how to make it. They it, The problem is they think they did. They think they're successful adults. Mm-hmm. And they're not because everybody in your circle realizes you're not a high-functioning adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're a dysfunctional individual that is very high-maintenance in some way, shape, or form. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's really nothing to fix with it. You, you can't tell someone, stop acting that way. Because mm-hmm. they're not. I mean, these people are adults right now. Yeah, they are. I mean. They're set in their ways. Yeah, it's not going to get better. I guess that's like, that is the biggest piece of advice to a non-something person dealing with a something person. It isn't going to get better. You're. And everything and anything that you do isn't going to help. Isn't going to help. (laughs) And you need to realize that and know when to cut your losses. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's the advice that I would give. You know, you're you're gonna figure out how to deal with it on your own. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's it's gonna be a death sentence. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna stop. No. I mean, it, it it's it's gonna be entertaining. As we get older and we see this generation of individuals like this, how they function as older adults. Oh my gosh, huh? I know. I know. We think about stuff like that, like when we get old. Oh yeah. I do that. I'm like I'm like, can you imagine those two in the nursing home? I know. Yeah. Do you know what they're going to be like in the retirement community? And how we're going to be yeah. in the retirement community? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to be irritated with 
I mean, I guess we already kind of are, but mm-hmm. it's going to be even worse when you get older. Like oh, yeah. when you get old, like there's, there's no holding back at all. I mean, you guys don't think we, we hold back, I'm sure, but there's no holding back when you're an old person. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, but I, I think these people will continue to will bad things in their life mm-hmm. i think they will continue to will sicknesses illnesses job issues relationship issues you know relationship with friends and things like that they'll just keep coming up because that's what you're kind of bringing on to yourself you're mm-hmm. you're 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 that's what you're serving up yeah. you know mm-hmm. it i mean it really is you know what you put in you're going to get in return yeah you're you know you're going to be faced with that and Unfortunately, if you're the partner with someone like that, you're strapped into the saddle because you're going for a ride. I mean, that's that's it's not going to stop. That's just kind of the what you're gonna you chose to sign up for. Yeah, if you want to deal with that for the rest of your life, then okay, that's fine. But if you don't want to deal with it, it's not gonna. I mean, you're gonna have to get out. To well, we, not we gave plenty it. of examples of warning signs if you're not married oh, and you gosh. see people like this. Yeah. Those are red flags. Oh, huge you're, you're, red flags. You are going to be, look for these people in relationships. See how unhappy their partners are. Mm-hmm. Really see how unhappy they are. Not what they're pretending to be. Not what you're kind of seeing on social media. Mm-hmm. Hang out with them. Listen to them. Be in their social circle circle for one night. Mm-hmm. And you'll see the, uh, the penance that they're stuck paying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add no, to it. I but don't. yeah, <laughs> I think that it was definitely an interesting um, topic to mm-hmm. discuss and uh, and just something to, to think about. And I think that I don't I don't think that a lot of people would necessarily even bring this up to. Well, I think people listening, you're either going yes yes or you're like you're making excuses uh-huh oh and yeah that there's... right there shows which side of the coin you're on there's no in between I don't oh think. yeah there's not there. yeah uh-huh so <laughs> either you're something person or you're not mm-hmm. so yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah as always thank you all so much for listening don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel like us on facebook follow us on instagram and join the marriage on the rock speakeasy group And listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And we will talk to you next week.